0: Brazil's 2022 census shows its population is well over 203 million people, with the most populous states located in the southern part of the country. The Brazilian Institute of Geography and Statistics, or IBGE, is responsible for the nation's census, as well as the gathering of other official statistics. It's also the focus of this episode of Stats and Stories, where we explore the statistics behind the stories and the stories behind the statistics. I'm Rosemary Pennington. Stats and Stories is a production of Miami University's Departments of Statistics and Media, Journalism, and Film, as well as the American Statistical Association. Joining me is regular panelist John Baylor, Emeritus Professor of Statistics at Miami University. We have three guests joining us today. Ana Azevedo is a journalist with experience in social media management, data journalism, and communications. She's currently an analyst at the IBGE Center for Information, Documentation, and Dis- Bianca Walsh works as a technical assistant to the management of IBGE. She represents IBGE on two committees of the UN Statistics Division, Global Network of Institutions for Statistical Training, and Task Team on Training, Competencies, and Capacity Development of the Committee of Experts on Big Data and Data Science for Official Statistics. Aglaya Tavares is a journalist with experience in social media management, data journalism, communications, and children's books. She served as the manager of content and promotion management at IBGE's Center for Information, Documentation, and Dissemination since 2022. Thank you all so much for joining us today.
1: Thank you. Uh, Thank you for the invitation to share some of the stories behind the statistics we produce (laughs) here at IBGE or IBGE in Portuguese.
2: It's, it's so great to have the three of you join us. It's, uh, you know, so, so now, Bianca, you see the, the punishment for giving a talk that I attend <laughs> is, that <laughs> is that you have a chance to, to describe some of the work that, that's so interesting. And it, it seems like the, the, the basis, the foundation for this work is statistical literacy. So I, I guess I ask, I ask this, lift this as a question for the three of you. What do you mean by statistical literacy?
1: Statistical literacy is a process that makes people capable of reading, using, and communicating statistical information. Notice that I don't use, I don't stop at reading only. I also mention using and communicating. So it's a shift of perspective here because I come from a passive role from the individual to an active role. I mean, this person will be able to functional, critically, socially, that's the idea. And it involves some some basic skills, like searching for trustworthy information sources, evaluating different statistics critically, applying relevant results, have conclusions based on statistical facts. Majorly is the capacity of reasoning based on evidence. And this is very important in in a world full of, flooded with information, new information technologies, digital applications, fake news, et cetera. So this is how we see statistical literacy here at IBGE.
2: So so what is your sense of kind of the level of statistical literacy in the audiences to whom you try to communicate your work.
1: Well, I understand there is a lot of work to be done here. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, We usually work with uh, four audiences, which, which are the traditional audiences in the area of statistical literacy, which is the general public, journalists, school public, and by school public, I mean students and teachers. And also the decision makers with a special focus on policy makers. So we understand that we still have a lot of improvement to do with all those publics, so that they can use our information and communicate for their own purposes. Yeah.
0: I was uh, digging around on your website earlier this morning as uh, we were preparing, and I really, just the wealth of information that's available, and even with the census where sort of data is broken down and you can look at change over time, I thought was really compelling and interesting. I wonder what some of the challenges are to disseminating this information, and if you could talk through maybe one of the projects that you have going on that's attempting to increase this literacy while also perhaps disseminating and stating information that's coming from your offices. Well,
1: regarding the census, I can think of two initiatives we have here at IBGE for two publics one regarding journalists, and another one. This one is conducted by the dissemination department, uh, which is here with me, represented by my colleagues, Aglaya and Anna. So, the one with journalists is the way we uh, talk to journalists, digesting. Uh, technical information into a more journalistic language and specifically for the census we had a manual of the census for journalists yeah we have a space here at IBG a, a virtual space called the news agency this was um, established in 2017 and it was a shifting paradigm in the communication with journalists, because this space favors statistical literacy for journalists. So we, we already provide news articles uh, with special sessions named Know More About This, for example. And then you and you have... Uh, explanations of concepts. We also used IBGE explains it or IBGE explica in Portuguese, which my colleagues here will talk more about, just to uh, exactly to uh, help journalists understand the main uh, the main concepts involved in a specific content. So, and and we have this project with. Um, the census guide and also workshops uh, turned to journalists for them to understand and know and be able to use the information. The other project I mentioned specifically about the census, and it was born with the census actually, is a project with with libraries. So basically the librarians here at IBG, we do have a library here, two libraries actually, one connected to the National School of Statistical Sciences and the other one, the general library from the dissemination department. So the librarians here, they teach uh, through workshops and dissemination actions and sensitize librarians from all over Brazil. Librarians, I mean, considering school libraries and university libraries for them to function as multipliers or as census, sensitizers themselves of the census uh, and census and how it's important to respond to census and what the census means. So it's a, it's a project of uh, statistical literacy that works pretty much focused on the, um, on the skill I mentioned before, which is searching for trustworthy information sources. And that was born exactly to uh, support this census dissemination work, but it's a statistical literacy and usually associated with uh, information literacy. This is how they call um, amongst the librarians.
0: You're listening to Stats and Stories, and today we're talking about the work of the Brazilian Institute of Geography and Statistics. Um, Bianca, you were mentioning a program, I think you said was IBGE Explains It, and I think Ana and Aglaya are involved in that, and so I, as a journalist, right, um, and someone who does work on statistical literacy, I am curious, what is that that program, and sort of what is the what is the hope of, of its account what is it trying to do?
3: Hello, my name is Ana Laura, I'm a journalist here at IBGE. I work along with Aglaya at the marketing office. And since 2018, I've been involved directly with the IBGE Explains project. So I'm gonna explain how we do it, how it works, right? This video, the, the IBGE Explains is a web series we have on our YouTube channel, which is IBGE Oficial. It's it's written uh, official with only one F as we spell it in Portuguese. So okay. in YouTube we are IBG official with only one F. Um, the this the IBGE explains is a web series, so we have a playlist there in our channel. These videos started in April 2015 and our channel was still recent on YouTube. So they were the first videos that we actually produced for YouTube instead of just reproducing at the channel, like used to happen since December December 2014, when the channel was launched. Uh, The team that started this web series back then uh, had some inspirations from educational channels on YouTube, like Canal Nostalgia and Nerdologia, Uh, which bring relatively short videos, something around 5 to 10 minutes, to explain facts or concepts in a way that is both fun and instructive. So that's kind of the inspiration uh, to the format we use in Beja Explains. And the idea is to talk about issues related to the statistics and maps that are produced by the Institute, using a plain language while also being accurate to the technical concepts and the data revealed by our servers and geographic works. So up until now, in September 2023, we have 22 videos in our playlist IBGE Explica, and 18 more videos in another playlist that explains the UN sustainable goals which is kind of like a spin-off from the original series, fully dedicated to explain each one of the 17 sustainable development goals and their indicators, which in Brazil are compiled by IBGE. Uh, Getting back to the original series, we have videos about some popular matters, like biomes, fertility, and inflation rates, and some that are not so popular, but are also important to explain how some of our main services are made, such as the research about employment and income in our country, which is called PNAD continua, or some concepts that are used in geographic studies like pedology, for example, that is the science behind the soil classification. I have some data about the analytics, also, that can can show uh, why we see that this is an important um, way of disseminating our our information. Because um, even representing representing around 5% of the public videos at IBGE's YouTube channel, from December 2014 until May 2023, the videos in both playlists held 65% of our channel's organic views, which are those views that are not paid as part of ad campaigns. We, when we look into the likes received, this web series also stand out for because they respond 57% of the likes in all of our videos. So this and other analytics data support the perception that Beja explains is the most successful web series among the contents we share in YouTube videos. Mm -hmm. This series does not have a previous target audience being taught as a product for society in general, one of those publics that uh, Bianca presented, right? But we can see from most of the comments and also from the moments we get more views, that it appeals more to the schoolers and teachers, which is Mm -hmm. the the other public that we also aim at. Um, Some students, especially around middle school, even saying the comments that they came from a link on a textbook on class, or that they're only watching the video because their teacher made them do so. Though some say, even obligated, they liked it and have unreal learning about something that is part of their class cur- curriculum. Right? So we can safely say that these videos are in many cases reaching the goal of spreading the knowledge about the concepts used and the data revealed by IBGE's productions in a way that is both fun and instructional.
2: You know, I, I watched a number of the videos. I mean, and, and, and thank you for the English translations. <coughs> <laughs> you know, so so I, as I was watching it, I thought that looking at things like what is the northernmost point of Brazil and that common understanding was wrong. I thought that was, such a, that was so neat to, to think about that. Or the animations uh, exploring what urbanization meant and relationships between urban communities and how those might change in time. And I, I found that, that it was a very effective use of, of kind of the, the narrative, the video, uh, animation. Uh, they were also just sort of all well, just beautifully integrated. So I want to congratulate you on a, a really interesting product. But I, I have to know what is what was the most watched video of your set (laughs) and and what was the most popular most liked video so i you know so i want to know Uh, the winner
3: uh, thank you so much for your input on on that series it means a lot to us and the most watched video is one of the first ones because it's there since 2016 so so it had some time through right uh, it's about the um, growth domestic products it's okay. on, on the national accounts so it, it's a popular matter so so it, it fits right and uh, the inflation rate video is one of the Top also. Uh, some of our most recent videos, for instance, the, fertility, the one on fertility, life expectations, pyramid, age pyramid, the, there's one I talked about the biomes. They also uh, have been some of the most watched this year uh, si- since like 2010. 2020 to 2021, the, those videos that uh, are about environment, about sustainable goals, have been reaching uh, more attention also. Uh, when you look at likes and comments, we see that that those videos about environmental issues have been gaining more attention. Uh, IBGE uh, is the, the official Office for Economics um, Economic information in Brazil. So our economic informations has too much have a lot of attention. So on um, the growth of domestic products, the inflation rates have a lot of attention. But recently, the environmental issues have been um, have been having more attention. We, we see it from from the the issues that that are more comments. This playlist I commented about the. Sustainable goals has been getting more and more attention. So we can see that the uh, those are the the issues that that have been more important. more more important, more, more commented. They they engage more. We can say that.
1: Can Can I just jump in here? Just to clarify one thing I didn't mention before, IBGE uh, stands for the Brazilian uh, Institute of Geography and Statistics. So it's just to uh, highlight the fact that we produce both geoscientific information and statistical information. And this is rare. Uh, The only uh, national statistical office that does this Uh, together with us, is the INERI, or the Mexican NSO. So we do produce information about environmental issues, as uh, Ana was highlighting here. So we we do have, we also have this responsibility uh, with this more geoscientific demands. Okay.
0: Bianca, in your first uh, sort of response at the beginning of this conversation, you sort of mentioned the problem of fake news and misinformation. And, you know, that's something we talk a lot about here on Stats and Stories and a lot of times with our guests. And I wonder, given the work that the IBGE is doing and all of this amazing work you're doing to sort of speak to publics about different work that's coming out of the, the institute, I wonder what challenges you're facing in that and, and this moment we are living through or have been living through, where it seems like people have less trust of official numbers than perhaps in the past. How does that sort of impact the work that you all are doing to sort of get this information out?
1: Yeah, we certainly uh, have a lot of problems with that. In census, we had a risk group, a risk management group, just to handle the fake news that we had involving census. And we lived a very difficult political situation during the time of the census. So we had all kinds of uh, news being spread to interrupt or not to uh, help uh, people respond to the census. Mentioning that, I just um, remembered one of uh, our initiatives on statistical literacy uh, that dealt specifically with this topic. So the National School of Statistical Sciences is part of IBGE. That's another specific characteristic of our institute. Uh, I work for the National School of Statistical Sciences. And there we have this project we call ANSI, ANSI is the acronym for the school, ANSI Open Doors. So we literally opened the doors of our school to students for, for I mean, usually for of public schools, so low-income students. So we had this, I observed uh, this work very close to this work. I was very close to the last work we did. So we had about uh, one, 150 students divided into um, two days, in two days, and uh, we brought them to the school to talk about statistics, to talk about a grad- the graduation of, a, of statistics, because usually they don't consider this in their career choice. But we had a moment that was to develop, uh, dedicated to develop statistical literacy, and one of, one of the challenges they were uh, they were involved was exactly to decide uh, based on some statements if it was fact or fake, oh. and they they were involved in in group activities. Uh, with the help of our graduation students and their professors. Yes, uh, they were uh, advised by the professors uh, in this work. It's an extension project. And they were presented to some topics they like, for example, soccer uh, championship. <laughs> And they were given some, some pieces, some handouts with um, graphs, statistical information, and they had to decide if the statement was fact or fake uh, based on this. So we were actually promoting reasoning based on evidence, you see. It was mm-hmm. extraordinary. I mean, they, were, they responded high above our expectations to the stimulus we gave And they are low-income students, yeah? So we really believe that working with this public school children is very promising because it impacts them and, and, and will help make them a better... Uh, citizen in the future, yeah, not, uh, better prepared not to be fooled by fake news, for example. But it also has a, an, in my opinion, an immediate impact because they bring this experience to, to their homes. So there is an impact to the families too. So it's a really interesting project. We are trying to scale it up and think of the lessons learned to, to promote, continue promoting this together with, in partnership, that's an internal partnership um, with the dissemination department, uh, here represented by my colleagues, with the project IBGE Educa, or IBG Educates, which tries to, to spread uh, and to work on this uh, kind of sensitization um, regarding um, where to look for information, uh, we have lessons, uh, lesson plans, and lesson activities in the site that can be used uh, by the teachers at school. So this is one thing. I, I um, Aglaya here would uh, would like to to bring something
3: regarding the fake the census fake news. We produced uh, a lot of posts in Beje accounts, Instagram, uh, Facebook, YouTube to clarify. People about the information that was wrong. We also have a page in the census website, which reunites the, the main uh, content about the, the major fake news, fake news that actually uh, made people not want to respond to the census. So that's what the, no. the risk group that Bianca talked about evaluated. It, do, do we need to respond to this or not? So. We reunited this in a page that is at the website, and we also made posts. Mm-hmm. And uh, when the fake news came again, which happens, right? We posted again, and we clarified in the comments. And people send a lot of inbox also asking about those things. Aglaya is with deals with that, so we were were always, uh, we always explaining, uh, clarifying the people. We always clarify the population about. Uh, that was fake news and we think that we have to inform people that some things are fake and some and other things are not fake this is our all right, roll. <laughs> well that's all the time we have
0: for this episode of Stats and Stories thank you three so much for being here today thank
2: you Muito obrigado.
0: Stats and Stories is a partnership between Miami University's Departments of Statistics and Media, Journalism and Film and the American Statistical Association you can follow us on Twitter at Stats and Stories Apple Podcast or other places where you find podcasts if you'd like to share your thoughts on the program send your email to Stories at miamioh.edu or check us out at statsandstories.net and be sure to listen for future editions of Stats and Stories, where we discuss the statistics behind the stories, and the stories behind the statistics.